0: Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate.
1: And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back.
0: Today you'll learn about why our ability to remember things seems to get worse with age. It's not memory loss. Which animals could become the new dominant species in the event of our extinction? and how an unsupportive romantic partner can actually affect the way you think and feel about yourself.
1: Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Nate, are you daydreaming again?
0: No, I'm just trying to remember if I turned the light off before I left the house, sorting through some brain clutter. Clutter? Yeah. Obviously, we all know memory declines as we age, but a new study showed that our memories might not actually be getting worse, just cluttered.
1: Is it because the older we get, the more memories we have?
0: That's part of it. It's harder to navigate when trying to access something specific. But it's not just how much information we gather, it's also what information.
1: Wait, how do you mean?
0: Well, as we age, we lose some of our ability to focus on specific important details. And as a result, we end up storing too much information that doesn't really matter.
1: Like how I remember every single cast member of The Bachelorette. All of them? Well, yeah, I mean, there's Chad, there's Brad, there's Thad, there's another Chad.
0: Okay, point proven.
1: But even still, our memories aren't always exactly accurate, right?
0: Sure, maybe it was two Thads and one Chad. That's important to recognize, that we focus on a select few things that we deem relevant to the moment, and those are what get remembered.
1: So, say you go swimming and you remember that the water was cold, but you can't recall the color of the pool tiles.
0: Right. Or maybe you remember the exact color of the tiles if they were a favorite color of yours or stood out for another reason. Or if you're me, you'll only remember desperately flailing because I don't know how to swim.
1: Right. Uh, Also, I can't imagine we have enough room to store all the information we encounter in a given day.
0: Or even in a given moment most of the time. Plus, as we age, we have a growing number of similar experiences, so our minds create kind of a memory cycle. The clutter increases the chance that some info will overlap between memories. And then that obviously leads to confusion, and it becomes very difficult to remember whatever it is you're trying to remember.
1: You know, now that I think about it, some of those Bachelorette contestants do start to just blend together after
0: a while. Well, many of those guys have very similar characteristics. Meanwhile, if people or objects or events are distinct from each other, then they become less likely to be confused with something else and more memorable.
1: That makes sense. Like, if one guy's name is Bartholomew, it's going to be easier to distinguish him from the various Chad, Brad, and Thad... lads...
0: (laughs) Poor Bartholomew didn't have a chance.
1: So how exactly do they come to this conclusion about the clutter?
0: One study showed the theory at work by mapping brain activity. The subjects were split into two groups, one older and one younger. Both groups were shown faces and scenes and then told that they would be tested on only one of the two types of things, the other type being irrelevant. So that's the setup. Then it was time to test the brain activity. And while being shown the irrelevant objects again, the older group's brains showed higher activity.
1: Oh, okay, so they had a harder time ignoring information from the irrelevant group.
0: Yes, and going hand-in-hand with that, the more elevated their levels were for the irrelevant stuff, the worse their memory was for the more important stuff.
1: I really hope I don't forget all of this later on. Um, Please tell me there's like a silver lining to our memory getting worse. It's not like we can just do any spring cleaning in our brains.
0: We don't really have any control over it, Cal. It's just a natural part of aging.
1: You mean I can't even remember to try and remember things?
0: Well, that made my head spin a little bit. But don't worry, there is actually a benefit to this process.
1: Okay, good. This is definitely getting filed under important information in my memory.
0: Studies have also shown that older adults can have enhanced creativity because of their enriched memories.
1: Picasso is pretty old in every picture I've seen of him.
0: It has more to do with problem solving. It's like when you get an unusual problem that doesn't have a straightforward fix, An older person might be able to determine a creative solution because they have more pieces of knowledge and memory available to them to connect together.
1: Oh, my dad is always the first one I call when I have a problem I can't solve.
0: Does he usually have a good creative solution?
1: Most of the time. Or he says to turn it off, wait 10 seconds, and turn it back on again.
0: Uh, Based on some of the TV you've been watching, maybe you should just turn it off and leave it off.
1: No, I won't abandon my brats. Nate, what is your favorite apocalypse movie?
0: Okay, it's kind of cheesy, but I love the day after tomorrow. All about climate change and what that does, but it's scary stuff.
1: See, that one's too real for me. I much prefer things like the original Planet of the Apes.
0: Ooh, for sure. It's fun to think about life after mankind.
1: See, you're going to love this then. If humans went extinct, which animal would be most likely to replace us as the Earth's dominant species?
0: Ooh, that's a fun thought experiment.
1: Researchers have been looking into it, and while they don't land on a single one, I mean, who could possibly say? Some of the strongest contenders will surprise you.
0: Okay, I want to guess. So what are the criteria?
1: Animals only. So no bacteria, despite that they're basically everywhere. They're thinking about which species would develop the highest intelligence. Complex social structures, cities, clothing, cell phones, environmental manipulation, all that kind of stuff. These are the things they believe brought us dominance.
0: Right, so first up, I gotta lean into intelligence. Absolutely. How do we know which animals are the smartest? They haven't been taking standardized tests that we can check.
1: Oh, totally right. They're talking about intelligence that increases reproduction and survival. Basic cognitive abilities. Everything flows from there.
0: So this species, they'll need to make tools too, so they'll need dexterity.
1: Yes. Intelligence and dexterity combined have helped us make everything from forks to expansive cities.
0: So smarty pants that can grab stuff. Got it. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is a primate of some sort, right?
1: Oh, totally. You have to think maybe a bonobo or chimpanzee would take over. They're already our closest living relatives. They have opposable thumbs, they make tools in the wild, they have complex social structures.
0: Thought experiment over.
1: I'm not so fast. Their similarities to us are also their biggest weakness. Whatever will kill us off is likely to kill them off soon after.
0: Oh, yeah. I never would have thought of that. Thank goodness for scientists. Okay, so more different than us. Primates are your kings of the land, so maybe next i look to the sky. Above the fray, not going to be hit as quickly by rising sea levels, etc. So, birds.
1: No, oh, absolutely. I mean, birds are descendants of dinosaurs. They're certified survivors. Plus, they have a lot of skills you'd need. Birds are not dumb.
0: I never said they were, Cal.
1: <laughs> Species like crows and ravens have intelligence that can rival chimps. And they might not have hands, but they do have dexterous feet and beaks that they can use to make tools. Some can even craft bits of wire into rudimentary hooks. African gray parrots can learn up to 100 words and do simple math.
0: Wow, I can barely do simple math sometimes.
1: (laughs) As for social development, sociable weavers build communal nests that are used for decades, like a family estate.
0: Okay, so birds are a contender for sure. But while we're on social structure, we got to talk ants.
1: That's a good guess. Ants and termites are big contenders for just that reason. Their social structures look a lot like ours, and they have specialized jobs to help the community move forward. They've also figured out how to move into almost any environment. They can fly, dig, climb, swim, and they build impressively large towers that look a lot like our cities.
0: I never thought about it like that, but it's true.
1: They're even known to farm fungi.
0: See, that's very human behavior. Okay, so ants, Maybe. But we haven't even gotten to the sea yet. I mean, we came out of the water, so why not the next dominant species? Any wet smarties out there?
1: Well, octopi would be the leading contenders. They're intelligent and can manipulate things with their limbs. They can change their environment to suit their needs. I mean, an octopus will clean the algae out of its den and then cover the opening with a pile of shells. They also often live in communities.
0: Seems like a hot choice.
1: Unfortunately, they're unlikely to rise to the challenge. Researchers say they've done about as much as they can within their evolutionary limitations. See, we use very efficient iron-based blood to transport oxygen through our bodies, and they rely on less efficient copper-based blood. As such, they're bound to the more
0: oxygen-rich water. So that's it, then? It's a fight between the birds and the bees?
1: Eh, Most likely. It's impossible to say. One big mutation or an extinction event could throw the succession all out of whack.
0: I'm going to guess ants, then. Final answer. (laughs) Why? Because I felt smart when I brought them up. Also, I'm having a lot of fun imagining the movie Planet of the Ants. Gross. Callie, how do you feel about mistakes?
1: I think they're crucial for learning. I love making mistakes, and you know from experience that I support you and your mistakes, Nate.
0: That's because you're a good friend, Carly.
1: (sighs) It's Callie, Nate, but don't worry about it.
0: Aha, I was testing you. I learned recently that having supportive people in your life is crucial for your well-being, especially romantic partners. And I don't mean that in just the grand sense. It's now scientific fact. Really? Researchers have found that having an unsupportive romantic partner can negatively affect how your brain processes your own mistakes and even make you more averse to going after the things you want in your own life.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, that feels true, but I'm so curious. How do you study romance?
0: Great question. Well, to start, of course, they need to find people in relationships. The study had 20 participants and their romantic partners. All of the participants were in undergraduate psychology courses and had been in their relationships for about 1.3 years on average.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want to study my college relationships.
0: Yeah, me neither, especially knowing this next part. They had each of the partners independently complete psychological studies. Those studies included the significant others scale and the social undermining scale.
1: Okay, so they're trying to quantify if they're in a bad relationship. That'd be easier than just asking.
0: Totally. Not going to get a lot of reliable answers that way. Plus, it's just awesome.
1: So what do those scales measure?
0: The Significant Others scale measures how much support each partner perceives from their partner, while the Social Undermining scale measures perceived unsupportive behavior.
1: What's a perceived unsupportive behavior?
0: Things like criticism and insults. The participants returned two weeks later and did what's called the Erickson flanker task, which tests your attention and control.
1: Ah, so like a simple cognitive test. Exactly. That seems easy enough, but I don't get how that helps you judge a relationship.
0: Well, they did it twice, once by themselves and a second time with their partner sitting silently beside them watching.
1: Ah, okay, see, now I see. Also, that sounds like it could be really stressful.
0: To see just how stressful it was, researchers measured the participants' brain responses as they completed the task. They looked especially closely at the pattern of brain activity known as error-related negativity, which happens when we make mistakes. It's kind of a measure of how much we think an error is threatening.
1: So it's possible that a similar error would be seen more threatening depending on whether the partner was there or not?
0: That's what they wanted to see. And? Well, for those folks who perceived more unsupportive behavior from their partners— If their partners were in the room with them, their error-related negativity went up. Oh, wow. Yeah, with an unsupportive partner, you are harder on yourself about your own mistakes. Researchers think it might come from expecting your partner to also be highly critical of your mistakes or from internalizing the self-criticism after hearing so much of it from your partner.
1: That's so sad. A bad relationship makes you even harder on yourself? That's a double whammy.
0: It actually gets worse. We know that people with overactive error monitoring systems in their brains...
1: What was that?
0: People who are already highly self-critical, they're more likely to avoid things than to feel motivated to do them. And folks who react strongly to mistakes learn to put energy into avoiding negative experiences rather than seeking out positive ones.
1: Oh man, so you can get kind of shut in, unable to find ways to feel better.
0: Yeah, we know that unsupportive romantic relationships are linked to anxiety, depression, and decreased goal attainment.
1: Hoo boy. Uh, Sometimes you just find yourself in a bad relationship without knowing how you got there, and then you're in a feedback loop, it sounds like. So I'm trying to find some silver lining here, seeking positivity. Was any of this because they were college students? I know, like a lot of us, I might have been more likely to buy into my partner's thoughts about me when I was a bit younger.
0: Totally. Researchers say they still need to do a lot more research with a broader, larger, more diverse sample size, including some adults in long-term relationships, to see if the findings can be applied more generally.
1: Okay, that's something. Any more good news, Nate? I mean, it's good to know about these things, but, like, good news, you know?
0: About this study? Not really. But I will mention that we already know that there's a positive feedback loop, too. If you feel supported by your partner, you have an increased ability to cope with stressors and things like anxiety and depression— And you can even think more positively of your own body image.
1: So bad relationships can make things harder, but good relationships can make things easier. It sure looks so. We are such social creatures. It's fascinating. Well, I hope all of you out there are in beautiful, supportive relationships then.
0: Or, of course, happy and content on your own. (laughs) Yes, of course. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up.
1: New research suggests that our memories may not actually be getting worse as we age, but instead become cluttered with too many memories to sort. Even if this is the case, I will surely never forget who got the final rose in the season 5 finale of The Bachelorette. It was probably a Brad.
0: If humans disappeared from the face of the planet, a few species might be able to step in and fill our role. Regardless of where they come from, they'll need intelligence, dexterity, and the ability to impact their environment, but not be too much like humans.
1: New findings show that being in an unsupportive relationship can ruin more than just our mood. Researchers found that those with unsupportive partners are more likely to be harder on themselves and may even lessen your own ability to pursue your goals.
0: Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery.
1: You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.